Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. All right. Welcome back, Kingdom Sexuality family. Today we have a really fun episode. Alana is on the spot today, you guys. If you were tuning in to our stories this past week, um, if you guys don't know, Alana is pregnant with her and Jeff's second baby, which is very exciting. And she just came on the stories and she started talking about just intimacy and just a lot more of those questions that people don't like to ask about pregnancy, sex, postpartum, all the things combined. So you guys threw us a bunch of questions. Alana didn't go through a lot of them. And so <laughs> I'm throwing them at her and doing an interview type episode with you guys today and Alana. So Miss Alana, welcome here. We're very excited <laughs> to have you. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. <laughs> hey, so the first thing I wanted to run towards you is as I was going through these questions um, and even looking at my past, you know, through my two pregnancies and walking through a lot of pregnancies with women in my industry as a, I'm a birth doula as well, a lot of things that I immediately noticed that is very common thread throughout pregnancy is body image struggles, um, just identity issues that seem to come forth during pregnancy through feeling unattractive, not desirable, um, going through a lot of, I feel like I can't do all the things and just kind of feeling tied down. And that is something that I want to talk to you about first and foremost, because I feel like we need to hone in on mindset and really working. I shouldn't say working, really living in action out of the power of the Holy Spirit within us and understanding where our identity is in that before we can go into sex and intimacy and pregnancy. So Alana, right? Yeah. What? how do you feel about that? Like you being pregnant now, how do you comment yeah. things when you have, you know, the enemy coming up and throwing stuff at you? And what do you have to say to these women that are, you know, struggling with those things? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's totally valid. And I mean, it's definitely like, going through pregnancy is something where suddenly your body is not quite your own anymore and there's these things happening to you and you have no control over them things are changing like um and it's just it all happens right in front of your eyes and you're just kind of like standing back and you're like uh like I hope everything's going okay and I hope my body will you know bounce back or you know I hope my husband is still finding me attractive and you know there's all those doubts that come and it's totally normal I would say to have those feelings but at the same time I feel really blessed in the sense that um, I quite enjoy being pregnant and I know that's not the case for everyone so that's definitely not a one-size-fits-all answer but I think it's also to just like step back from it and be like, what an incredible gift to be able to be carrying a human inside of me. So to take away from it as like, oh, but you know, my boobs are getting big or, oh, I have stretch marks now, or, you know, my face is getting round because, you know, things like that, just to actually step back and just remember that this is such a gift and it's incredible. And to just maybe yeah. shift your mindset in that sense yeah. of being really thankful and sitting in that more than sitting in the but my body's not what it used to be. Will it ever go back? Will it be what it used to be ever? To thinking at it like, what a gift that I get to grow a human 
and raise children, bring children in this world. What a treasure. Yeah. So, but I definitely think there's complete, like there's struggles all the time. Yeah. And it breaks my heart, like especially for women who are like, well, will my husband still find me attractive? Mm. Men, if you're listening, <laughs> like women who are pregnant, like pass the phone to your husband. Yeah. Because men, like you need to be validating your wife during yes. this time and you need to be building her up. You need to be complimenting her on her body, on her, you know, ability to grow this human Mm-hmm. Of you know, you need to be pouring into her and reminding her that you love her, and you know your stretch marks. You know that doesn't that doesn't make me love you less, or yeah. you know this flap of skin doesn't change how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. I feel like to really just pound those things home to your wife during this time. Um, you need to be affirming her and being like, no, you are like this Proverbs thirty one woman, and you're like saying these things to her and over yeah. her. And when you pray with her, you know like. Things like that, I feel like just to really reaffirm her and help her feel beautiful, even if she's struggling with it, because who doesn't want that, right? So I feel like as men, the men need to make sure that they're being there for their wife during that time and put in the work so that they don't have to wonder how you're feeling about their bodies. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I want to speak to something too. Um, there's been such a cultural tie that comes into this too, where, you know, the past, uh, I'm, I'm going to just say like 80 years, there's been such a focus on body image, you know, like Mm -hmm. massively, right? Like since, you know, like it was all over the magazines way back in the day and, but now it's everywhere and it's still not good. (laughs) It's still not good. I mean, you look at most magazine covers and it's a woman who's perfectly and technologically curated, you know, just to really lead us to this facade that we're supposed to maintain perfection, work towards perfection, which mm-hmm. I will speak to this in biblical sense that is not our calling as a kingdom warrior and as a child of God. We are not to be working towards this physical perfection to be desirable and absolutely attractive and just the world's view of what women are supposed to carry themselves as that is not applicable to you christian woman it is not applicable to you yeah and if that's where you are finding a lot of these identity crises are coming out to i want you to call that out like call that out and and go back to what does what does the lord say about me what does the lord say about us as women you know yes we go through tremendous challenges and struggles and battles as women and and our bodies are definitely part of that. I mean, I loved how you said, Alana, all of a sudden your body's not quite your own when you're pregnant. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you are now this beautiful passageway and this safe place to bring another human being into this world, which is absolutely miraculous. And um, I believe that if we are to change the trajectory of our mindsets around birth and just transformation periods that God puts us through as women, um, I really think we'd have an um, enormous amount of women that would be very confident in themselves going through pregnancy and postpartum and thereafter because it's no longer we're working towards perfection on the world's level. It's like we are, this is how God made us, you know? And yeah, Mm -hmm. there's challenges, like I said, to it. But a lot of that stuff we can work with. We can work with a lot of that stuff, you know? It just takes a lot of sacrifice and I think that's where it gets hard for some women, you know? So. Um, And it's so hard too when like social media, even like you go on Instagram and you see all these women, you're like, oh my goodness, like they are rocking pregnancy or oh my gosh, she looks stunning or like, you know, things like that. And it's so hard not to compare yourself to the people you see, but it's like 
holy moly, like, there's no way you can compare. Like, that, like you can't compare yourself to other people. Everybody no. is so different. Absolutely. And, and that's not the point of us. Exactly. And I think that just ultimately gyps us of the beauty that God's placed within our own selves. You know, if we're constantly comparing, like, comparison is the thief of joy, right? And yeah. that is a very, very undermined uh, lie of the enemy that I, I feel isn't talked about enough is comparison. And that is something that we want to bring forward to you guys today. Like, really just sit with yourselves and be like, man, am I am I comparing? Is this, like, where these lies are coming from? And just address those and, and reclaim your identity in Christ. Okay. So with that said, I, w- I wanted, like I said, you guys, I really wanted to get that out there first. Now we're going to go into a little bit of the more juicy stuff here. But mindset <laughs> and your identity in Christ always comes first, okay? So, Alana, here we go. Going back to kind of what we just finished, how do you deal with intimacy when you know your husband isn't as attracted to you during the last bit of your pregnancy? I'm just going to say it. Your husband has some serious conversations to be had with the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? That is not a you problem, madam. That's him and the Lord. That is mindset, that is lies, that is stuff that needs to be called out. I'm just going to speak to that one. I don't think any, like, to put that on yourself and be like, how do I make my husband love me? No, that's not, that's not a you thing. No. Absolutely not. You're stunning regardless of, you know, yeah, no, that's, it kind of breaks my heart, but yeah, no, that's definitely not something that that should be a big concern for you it's like no yes we want to you know please our husbands and we want to look our best for them and we want them to love us and you know think we're beautiful yeah that's just us as women that's normal yeah 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 but if it's like that last bit of pregnancy and he's like like that's yeah like i like the way you said it he needs to do some soul digging there absolutely and be like what's what's going on (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Lana, let's go to intimacy. How do you pursue intimacy and make kind of a routine around sex um, while you're struggling with just feeling uncomfortable with a growing belly? Hmm. I think, especially during pregnancy, a lot of flexibility around intimate times is great so because yes there's days where you're uncomfortable or it's like I've been like baby's in a different position and all of a sudden it's like I'm sore every time I stand up or there's like pressure in different places so it's like oh but it's a Thursday so we always have sex on Thursdays so what am I gonna do right like there's definitely different things to do so I Mm -hmm. one thing that has been really helpful is just having showers together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great thing because you're showering anyways. So yeah. it's like might as well make it a time where it's convenient for you both to be in there together. Put the babies to bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Wake up before them mm-hmm. so you can do it before work, whatever. But just to be there with your body, your husband's there. Yes. And then if, you know, you end up kissing a bit or – Whatever, or it's like your husband can just watch you and, you know, soak you in and, you know, you know, do that for himself. Like, I feel like there's definitely, 
something beautiful in that as well because you're still it's like still an intimate time together but if you're uncomfortable things are sore it kind of solves that problem in a sense yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense mm-hmm. or if it's a good way to put it yeah I think that's important just get creative like I feel like a lot of us just yeah. go back to what things used to be like pre-pregnancy and I don't think that's realistic to put upon ourselves when we're pregnant so if you can no, get out impossible. of that mindset right and now start creating a new routine things that are enjoyable and pleasurable for both of you that are not uncomfortable for you because I mean it is true you are working around a big old baby belly and you do have to get creative and so if you can make that fun and have your husband write in on that that's a really really good place to start absolutely and I heard someone say once that they did um, tub Tuesdays and so every Tuesday they'd go in the tub together Mm -hmm. they'd talk about their week or talk about their weekend or what their plans for the week were. And then if they wanted to, you know, rub suds on each other or whatever, mm-hmm. they could. But it's just mm-hmm. like an – then it's like you are kind of scheduled, but it's also something that can turn into you – know, let's take it to the bedroom after or yes. just touching each other in the tub and yes. still meeting that need. Absolutely. And I think another thing on top of that, um, if in your intimacy life prior to baby – was mostly just sex and not a lot of other things. So mm. really getting familiar with each other's bodies, you know, giving each other hand jobs, helping under- your husband understand like your anatomy. Maybe that's something you guys haven't really explored yet. You know, like just manual clitoral stimulation. Those kinds of things are a great place to cultivate sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy without having to have sex. Because sometimes that is just not an option for us as mamas. Like it's just not mm-hmm. when you're pregnant sometimes. Um, you know, it's good to get creative. It's very good to get creative with those kinds of things. So, yeah. and you know, like simple stuff. Like when's the last time you just had a really good makeout sesh? You know, like just, it's sometimes going back to the basics and simple things. You always think like, we're let's plan intimacy, we're going to have sex. It is so much more than that, right? So be gracious on yourselves and give yourselves the freedom to explore each other. Yeah. Okay. There is a lot of mamas on here that talked about low sex drive during pregnancy. Do you feel like you can relate to that, Alana? Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, I feel like we've just been a little bit busy right now, right. and I think that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not where. See, when I think of low sex drive, I think of the spouse being like, hey, did you want to, you know, whatever. And you'd be like, eh, I don't really feel like it or whatever. Um, or I feel like we've both just been really busy. So it just right. hasn't really, it's just kind of like, just doesn't really cross both of our minds. And also we're right. like, oh, hey, yeah, we should probably, <laughs> right. you know, reconnect in that way. Um, but I don't know. I feel like for myself... It's something, and I feel like we've talked about it in maybe our Mindset Reset episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's very seldom that I would say no right. to, if Jeff like initiates it, it would be very rare for me to be like, no, I don't feel like it today. Um, just because in the sense that the times that I have said yes, even though I maybe don't feel like it, 
afterwards, I'm like, wow, I almost said no to that. Right. Like, well, that would have been terrible had I said no. Like, that was great. So I feel like I always, I always change, like I've changed my mindset in that sense to be like, well, if I say no, I'm going to miss out. Like, this is something I'm going to miss out on, some intimate time with my husband, reconnecting in a way that we hadn't in a while. So I know there's definitely hormone changes. Mm. I know there's definitely, there's reasons even where women can't, that they go on like pelvic rest or something. I don't remember Mm. what it's called, but when you like actually are not allowed to have sex Mm -hmm. for health reasons, like I know there's things like that. So I'm sure you could maybe talk on hormones and what would be something you could do like I don't know to Mm -hmm. me it was more it was just my mindset that I that was getting me in the rut and you know what I want to speak on that too Alana I feel like we're in (laughs) an age where everybody's very quick to slap a label on things Mm -hmm. when a lot of times it's as simple as I don't want to say as simple as our mindset but it's it's that simple and it's just is the hard work from there. Oh, okay. Let's try that again. I literally Mom? get interrupted and now I don't know what I was saying. Okay, ah. you were just talking about, um, it, oh, there's mindset. labels. Right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, I think that's something to be very careful of is are you just labeling yourself with, oh, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z? Or is it, girl, you need to work on your mindset, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's, it's totally. a hard thing to think about and talk about and get honest with yourself. But yeah. a lot of times that's what it is. It's not, there is something X, Y, Z wrong. It starts in the mind. A lot of things start in the mind and I'm preaching to myself here too. Um, on top of that too, Alana mentioned hormones. That is totally legit. You have massive hormonal shifts and changes happening throughout your pregnancy. And obviously, we're going to go into postpartum yet too and talk on this yet too. Um, But postpartum changes hormonally are also an equally huge thing. So don't beat yourself up. The bottom line is don't beat yourself up if you've lost your sex drive during pregnancy. It's really, really hard. I was that person when I was pregnant. It's really, really hard. And if I could go back and just tell my past self one thing about that would just to be to have grace, know that nothing's wrong with me. This is just the season I am and this is how my body is responding with this. And a lot of times you can't do anything about that during pregnancy. And then it would be to just get creative. Get creative and embrace newness through this with your husband. And it's very important to keep the conversations going with your husband. The worst thing Mm -hmm. I find myself not doing in my marriage a lot of times around intimacy even now is just not checking in with Neil and us not checking in with each other and just having conversations about sex and intimacy and how we're feeling connected. You know, it's something it's so easy to assume, but it's not healthy because then, you know, conversationally you're not even, you don't really know where each other stands. And sometimes you don't even know where you stand until the conversation is brought forth. You're like, man, I've actually been feeling this way. You know, so have those conversations. It's very important for us as married couples to be having those conversations around, look, I have no sex drive. How can we help each other out? You know, how can we, how can we deal with this? You know, very important, very important. Yeah. Okay, let's go on. I think we'll just take a couple more here. So some husbands are very nervous about having sex once mama is pregnant. 
I'm gonna speak to that one. I'm a birth doula, you guys. I hear this a lot. You guys, there is <laughs> no, there is no, no, no reason not to have sex when you're pregnant. Actually, it's fantastic for you. And I'll tell you right now, it is fantastic. Actually, all of all of the different hormones and just effects in semen are amazing for cervical health, especially towards the end of your pregnancy, and that can actually help start to soften your cervix. So it's a great little preliminary thing to just do together as a couple. You know, you're cultivating intimacy and love, but you're also feeding into your body, preparing for birth. And I think that's absolutely amazing that God's made us that way. You cannot hurt the baby when you're having sex. You can't. God's made us as sexual beings, and pregnancy is no is no like eliminator for that. So do not be afraid. You're fine. Absolutely fine. Um, and that's the same, I think, to speak towards when your wife has a really big blooming belly. Don't, still don't be afraid. That was some more questions that we got here is like, oh, my husband's really nervous. Like when we're being intimate and I have like my big old belly here is, is that everything's going to be fine. He feels uncomfortable with it try different positions if he's really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or unsure of, you know, hurting you. There's a lot of Actually, let's talk about positions in pregnancy. We talked about this two yep. episodes ago. Um Alana, do you want to run down maybe like your top 3 that you would suggest during pregnancy? Um yeah. So uh it's so funny because this is something I feel like I'm currently <laughs> struggling with or like working yeah. on so mm-hmm. it's like it's fine to, it's good to talk about it yeah um, because it's one of those things where during my pregnancy with Theo um I wasn't able to have an orgasm at that point mm-hmm. in like our journey yeah and so have like where I am now then it completely changes the game when that's mm-hmm. now on the table mm-hmm. not that having an orgasm is the goal that's not but it's still something fun to strive towards yes, at times, right? Sure. Like, obviously, like, we, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's something now that's, like, comparing the two pregnancies, I would probably have different answers for mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with Theo versus now. Because yeah. now it's like I'm, I'm trying to be aware of where my body is, how close we are, but also my belly's in the way. Yeah. So, like doing things like um what was the one you posted or you had shared where maybe it was the coital alignment technique yeah or I don't know or like the missionary I can't remember but like I have those kinds of techniques like the missionary kind of but then it's like okay well I gotta like boost my like I gotta put all sorts of stuff under my butt so like yeah things are raised up high but my belly is still down low so that yes. things can still like pelvises can still be close together yes. but there's still space for my belly mm-hmm. um so things like that we've yeah. shared a couple i think even in our pregnancy episode like um doing the spooning sex right. position yes and they're very um, gentle and i think that's another thing right? we say this all the time but you yeah. guys is so important sex is not it does a lot of people think sex and they think like hard and vigorous and like thrusting and it's fast and it's like no <laughs> there can be amazing moments like that but a lot of times when we were talking about te- techniques a little while ago um it is it is focused concentrated techniques and a lot of times that's slow and rhythmic and 
focus, like I said. So like you just mentioned, the spooning one, that's a husband. He's obviously spooning you. And it's just slow and gradual and steady and it's soft and it's sweet and it's tender. And those are really beautiful moments to really work towards and cultivate when you're pregnant. You know, it, it's gentle. It's just a beautiful, yeah. gentle way of intimacy. And I think that's important to talk about that too. Like there's different forms of making love. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy and wild. Yeah. Like a lot of times yeah. it's tender and quiet and it's intimate, right? Yeah. And I always think yeah, cowgirl as well. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Yeah. No, no, no. That's totally fine. Yeah. No, for sure. That one too. Because then you're on top and there's it's just, nothing in your, yeah. in your belly's way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Like trying to like keep your body close, but you're like, oh, but now I'm – like I, I didn't realize maybe how much I use my core. Yeah. Like I maybe like tighten my core or something and I'm all of a sudden like – I'm realizing, like, oh my goodness, like I can't, like clenching my stomach, <laughs> right? But it's like, oh shoot, I just kind of kind of relax, like <laughs> maybe yeah. that's more in my. But yeah, anyways. and I think pregnancy no, sex think is really a whole—it's a whole other level of intimacy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different techniques involved for sure, and that is going to speak to one and everybody differently. So it's just yeah. a beautiful opportunity. Like I said, give yourselves grace through this season and exploration together and and a lot of conversation. A lot of conversation. And underlying all of that is just so much patience. For sure. So much patience. Like, that's one thing, like, if if Jeff was not so patient with me Mm -hmm. and, like, trying to figure out what feels good and trying something different, trying something different, like, it would be so much harder if I knew, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, come on, like, Let's right. just make this work, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would be so much harder. So husbands, again, if you're listening, like you just need to be so patient absolutely, with your wife during this time mm-hmm. um, as she figures out what feels good because this is mm-hmm. new to both of you. Mm-hmm. So just really take that, that time to be like, hey, we need to just take this so slow. We need to yeah. figure out, try this. If it's uncomfortable, let's try something different. But we got to, you know, somehow be able to remain connected during that time so you're not getting that awkward disconnect halfway through and then you're like, well, let's just call it a day. Like, yeah. So, right? So I feel like this requires Mm -hmm. so much patience and like you said, communication. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to cap this, Alana, I think we'll just touch on one thing postpartum, but I would like to save postpartum interview for when you're actually postpartum. Because I think yeah. it'd be good once you're through it, you know, you know, once we're through yeah. through a good chunk of your postpartum and we can look back and just have honest, raw conversations about that with with you guys. I think that'd be really beautiful and precious to offer that with Alana just being vulnerable with you guys. Um, but a, a big question that we get a lot is, is sex different postpartum? Like, is sex just always going to be different after going through pregnancy and postpartum? And I'm going to speak no to that. I'm going to speak no to that. There's the potential because of physical reasons. Pelvic floor health is very important. People, um, mm. all those kinds of things can come yeah. into play. Um, but sex, there's such a stigma around sex just eternally being different after a postpartum because so many things potentially can change. And yeah, your body did change a lot. But God has made your body to transform back into it's it's perfectly amazing 
anatomy all together again, all the organs back where they're supposed to be. Your vagina is healed. Your abs are going to fuse back together. And sometimes it just takes extra work. But um, I think because it's just such a gradual process going through postpartum and having a lot of grace for yourselves that people just think, ah, it's always going to be different. Because may I just gently Mm -hmm. remind you, when you're pregnant and you birth a child, you go through a heck of a lot. (laughs) Like... Don't undermine the power of yourself as a woman and what your body is going through. Don't undermine that. And yeah, it it might take a time period where it takes a lot of grace and and relearning your body. That's okay. That's okay. Just be honest with your husband about that and work together. And some women, it's just, they bounce right back and, and sex is fantastic again it is so differing per woman and going back to comparison that's where a lot of us will just fall through that trap and just be doubtful about ourselves or fearful and we'll let spirits that are not okay to be entertaining really play an influence over us and we know that god has not given us a spirit mm-hmm. of fear right and so we just are speaking that out right now to just know again, know again that God has made your body to birth. God has made your body to carry through amazing pregnancy and do all these amazing things. God has made your body to heal. And God has made your body for sexual pleasure and design and intimacy. And it all fits together and all works together. If you can just holistically look at that as yourself, this is all you. All those seasons and all those things is all you as a woman. That's amazing, for one. But secondly, give yourself grace and be like, this is all going to work out. It does. It does all work out because God has made our bodies to be absolutely magnificent. And I think there's a lot of empowerment in that. Yeah. And I think, too, being able to use that time where you can't be intimate as a springboard to then you know take that time to have those conversations where Mm -hmm. it's like okay well now we physically cannot be intimate right now so how do we stay connected how do we you know meet your needs when you know mine can't you know we can't actually have Have intercourse yeah exactly how can we still do this and to just make that if you haven't had those conversations you haven't had those talks about expectations Use that as an opportunity to then have those conversations yeah. and grow as a couple in that way. Absolutely. It's like the perfect opportunity to just make a little restart for you guys. It and then is. from there, go to continue to growing and cultivating that intimate relationship Absolutely. once you can. Again. Absolutely. And I tell this to my clients all the time when I am hired on as a doula for my couples. I'm like, listen, your pregnancy, your birth, and your postpartum and thereafter are all really beautiful, sacred journeys that God is placing you on as a couple. And I want you to think of them as experiences to cultivate and grow into beauty. Okay, even the struggles and the trials we know that comes with, but God always makes everything turn back for his good and his glory and blessing to you. And so if you can think of it like that, I think that's very, very empowering to know that. And I love that you said that too, Alana, like your postpartum period. That time, and I'm hesitant to say this because I don't want someone to compare and use my story um, as something that, you know, they might measure up to. But I'm telling you this because I feel it's also a powerful testimony. When Neil and I had our first baby, Acadia, and then our second baby, Sophia, we used that postpartum period to very intentionally cultivate 
communication and intimacy without sex. I mean, we know intimacy is not sex, right? That could be part of it, is a sexual part of it, but there's the emotional, there's the spiritual, there's the mental, like physical aspects of that. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about intimacy. But we use that very intentionally um, during that time to just move forward in areas because we knew that we were not gonna have this sexual connection in the way we had previously for quite a while and we just built anticipation around it. We built into each other and it was so absolutely beautiful. So having experienced that and being encouraged myself and that by other women to use that time for that is the same thing we're gonna encourage you ladies to do here with your husband. Make it something very special because this is something you're gonna hold in your memory forever. You know, in the grand scheme of things, pregnancy and postpartum is a very, very, very tiny season. Yeah. Um, but it's very impactful and it will forever be ingrained in your brain, right? So make the most of it. Like absolutely make the most of it because it is something that you and your husband will hold together forever. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.